The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. He would throw all of them under the bus. Both of his sons, it's already been stated and reported that he would throw Don Jr. under the bus first before he'd throw Ivanka on the bus, uh, under the bus. And so, I, I, you know, because he's always had that infatuation with that, little, with that young lady, and it's really sad. Those teams can't be held accountable to anybody else but themselves. So until they get sued that they break up the NFL in an in a antitrust kind of way, then nothing's going to happen. So they do everything at all costs to not have discovery. He never spoke out against Trump. And, and Trump has been touting that same line that Pence could have done this, Pence could have done that. He is, not, he is not lightened up on that. He's been saying that since the beginning, and he's still going after Pence, and he's still saying this stuff. Why is Pence doing this now? You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, and good morning. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. I'm Jay Ryle. Thank you guys for being here. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. Coming up after this morning's prayer, we'll kick it around a little bit, talk a little turkey, and then we'll get into the topic. It's the Sunday Morning Roundtable right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Thank you for joining us for our Sunday morning prayer. Feel free to pray alongside me or to listen in silence. Sunday morning prayer is something we can always remember to do on a Sunday. It is after all to honor the Sabbath. We need to remember that this is the day of the Lord. Join me in praising the Lord on this special day. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for all the bounty and love you brought me this last week. I am happy that this Sabbath I am here to praise and thank you for all that you've given me. I live in your light and walk your path. Lord, you bring me all kinds of gifts, my family and friends and the gift of life itself. This Sabbath and day of rest, I am picking time out to say to you, Lord, from the depth of my heart, that I am thankful for every grace you bestow upon me. I know that you watch over me all and it's right to give you thanks and praise for all your care and love. Lord God, I ask you to look down upon me and your people and forgive us our trespasses against you and other people in our lives. There would have been times this week, Lord, when I could have been a better person and I could have helped others and I didn't. There would have been times this last week when I have forgotten to thank you for your blessings in my life and I've taken you and others for granted. In this week, I've not always taken time to pray and to tell others about your goodness and grace. Father, forgive me for my sins and my sins of omission. Look down on me with love and bless me 
so that I know I'm forgiven and I will strive harder this week to be all that you command me to be. I ask this in the sure and certain knowledge that you are loved, God. You bring love and hope for you into the hearts of men and there are those in need of that touch, Lord. Lord, hear my friend. Amen. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call-in number. You're welcome. Welcome into the serious side of the JRL show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best. Before we get started, though, we owe you an apology. Last week, the whole platform was shut down. So uh, we apologize for that. We have a lot to talk about last week, but you know how it is. We're going to definitely try to bring the noise this morning. It's the Sunday Morning Roundtable where our panelists bring their topics to the table, and it's going to be interesting to see how we do this this morning because usually after Thanksgiving, it's a little bit of a light load. My man is in the house, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, sir, and good morning, Ness, on your cruise. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Marianne and Easy. Good morning, Momo B. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Once again, the number is 347-850-1272. And uh, Vanessa is out there on the ocean. That girl has more damn sea miles than most people that actually are captains of ships. Oh, my God. I, you know, listen, we, uh, you know, we talked about it here on the show. You and I went on a cruise with them back in October, I think it was. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we had a good time, man. But I, I just – tell me, man, can you – can you go on three or four or five different cruises a year? Is that something that could be a part of your repertoire or a part of your planned scheduled vacations for one year? If I do, I'd, I'd have to appear on a TV show called I'm Living My 600-Pound Life, man, because you that's how you feel. <laughs> ships it's eight and eight and eight. So, no, I couldn't do it. Maybe once a year I could do it. Maybe once a year. But hey, man, they get out. They they enjoy it. They love. I mean, I I understand. You know, when you retire, you're looking for something to do. So, I get it. I understand. You know, but me personally, I'm I'm until I can find me a house in a warmer state. I'm just gonna go stay in warmer states for a month or so until the winter ends. (laughs) I'm gonna do it. Wow. Uh, yeah, I same here. I just don't see. It was fun. It was good. And I guess if you're there with someone who you shared so many years of your life with, I guess it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, and like you said, there's just food every damn where. And uh, the one thing you will do is get full on a cruise. And uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you will. Yeah, you'll definitely get full on a cruise. There's no doubt about that. I, I, I uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what else to say. You will get juicy and full on a cruise. There's no doubt about that. But we have some sad news to pass on this morning. Irene Kara passed Irene away. Kara, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I mean, now a lot of people don't realize man. the song "What a Feeling." You know, she that mm-hmm. was her. She was what Slash Dance mm-hmm. and what was the other one she was in? Um, oh, she was two. I can't the, remember. Uh, Fame, 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 fame. There you fame. go. Fame, flash dance, and a little-known Black History secret stealing something from my inspirational brother Tom Joyner. You know she appeared in Roots: The Next Generation. 
when I was looking up her bio and looking up her obit, her obit no one talked about that. That she was in the next generation. So, I mean, kudos to her uh, because I remember seeing her in there. But, you know, her, her uh, the reason for her death was not listed. And, uh, wow, right. I, I just, yeah, I mean, that's young. You know, I mean, nowadays, that's young, yes. dying at that age. So, yes, it is. You know, it is, it is, man, for our family, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers. And, you know, if it's a situation where it was unexpected, man, we really, in any situation when you lose a loved one, whether it was expected or unexpected, it's still a tough, tough road to tow. But at the end of the day, if it was unexpected, you know, you're not prepared for all of a sudden these emotions that you have, at least when you know a person's on their way out, you kind of prepare yourself, even though it's not easy, but you're better prepared than versus if you just get a call in the middle of the night and say, hey, guess what? So-and-so is no longer amongst the living. So we pray and we hope mm-hmm. that our family uh, has closure and comfort and um, it's just a sad, sad loss. Uh, something else too, Mr. Elias. Now, what Thanksgiving just passed and uh, gobble, gobble. What'd you do for Thanksgiving, man? I'm still in Louisville, Kentucky, man. I'm supposed to be out hitting the road today, but we decided to stay an extra day. So, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, I'm quite sure I'd have been one of those people missing the show, too, had we had decided not to stay an extra day, man. So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm quite sure it's probably just going to be you and I. Uh, we, man, we... Well, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the casino right now. We're standing at the casino in uh, New Bedford, Indiana, which is right next to, to Louisville, Kentucky, which my niece wow. uh, stays in Louisville, Kentucky. And, man, we went there, man, and had so much food and family and fun, man. It was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. What, what about yourself? What would you do? You know, man, I uh, went across the street, man, and hung out with family and friends, uh, well, friends, whatever family, you know. I mean, you've been with someone for so long, knowing someone for a very long time, they become family. So it was, it was a great time, man. We had a great time, and they asked me to, to bless the food. And uh, afterwards, people walked up to me and said, my God, your your prayer really touched me. Even uh, uh, my neighbor's dad the next day came up to me and said, hey, he said, I want you to understand something. What you said at the uh, for the prayer for the blessing of the food, he said, man, that has resonated with me. And I just want to thank you for it. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Well, I, I appreciate it. I didn't know it would have that type of effect on people. But, I, you know, listen, if, if I could be an inspiration to somebody, then so be it. So I'm, I, I'm uh, yeah, so that's mm-hmm. what we did, man. And, and so, and then last night, you know, we sit back and sit in the backyard and we smoked these premium cigars, me and the neighbors, and started drinking. And, boy, I, I, I tell you, <laughs> it was it was a rough morning this morning. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, mm-hmm. boy. But we had a yeah. great time. Fellowship is always wonderful during the holiday season, and we hope that you and yours had the opportunity to spend some time with loved ones and friends and really take advantage of the Thanksgiving holiday. But now, since it's just me and you, and you're right, probably me and you are going to be carrying the load for the rest for the show, and that's okay because people, when we, you and I are on here by ourselves, people say it is must-watch or must-see TV or must-listen radio because it's like they have tapped into a phone conversation that you and I are having. And I tell you what, we argue like cats and dogs. 
Well, my, my curse words. <laughs> oh yeah, because you know you you do have a potty mouth, so yeah, you know. But, but, All right, but mine you is don't. Curse I wish people knew. <laughs> Listen, I do not. I do not let the sins reap from my mind. I told you I gave blessings. Stop! I gave blessings. You know, there's no way the person who gave that Thanksgiving blessing and grace over the food would mm-hmm. use the type of language that they hear between you and I. On our personal phone call, really? so yeah, really? so so yeah. So everyone DMX knows was you a powerful prayer too, wasn't he? DMX, DMX was a powerful prayer too, wasn't he? That's all I got to say. Well, I never that, heard DMX, DMX pray. I mean, if you say so, I never heard you him never pray. Heard I mean, DMX I mean, pray. You, yes, yes. Oh, that's did. right. You, you know what we did? We played right one of his prayers. Yeah, we did. We yes. did. We did. We did. We did. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're right. I mean, yeah. Okay. And what's your point? I'm confused. Oh, there, I guess that's your point. There you go. Yeah. Oh, this dude, man, is trying to be. You know, I'm not going to allow it to happen. All right. Um, something else I want to make sure we acknowledge. You know, this month is Indigenous People Month, where you know we we uh, we honor those who were here before us. And you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I was watching this uh, special, and they talked about how after you know the wars and stuff, and after the white man came and took over this country, they started around up Indian children and they started taking these mm-hmm. Indian children to camps and they would they were re uh, I guess uh, they were place them with non Indian families to try to get them to turn them basically into white people and, and, you know mm. when you think about the, this nation and some of the things that this nation has done you know you don't want to talk about stuff like this. You don't want to say that, hey, you know, this nation is a whatever, but it is a whatever, and you know what that whatever mm-hmm. is. But it's just crazy right. when you think about everything that, you know, this nation has done to people of color and the fact that we are mm-hmm. still here saying kumbaya with these folks, still trying to live with these people. Of course, we really don't have a choice because, you know, I was watching something over the weekend, Matter of fact, it wasn't over the weekend. I was looking at a clip on YouTube, and it was a clip of Dr. Martin Luther King, and he was talking about Muhammad Ali. Because Muhammad Ali, you can say what you want about Muhammad Ali, but Muhammad Ali, we look at Muhammad Ali and the things that he says he said back in the day through the lens of today. And what I mean by that is we look at it as, oh, he's talking smack, he's talking trash, but and it's cool. He's all right. He's one of us. But keep in mind the climate, Mr. Elias, in which he was doing this. Mm. Black mm. folks didn't talk back to yes. white people back then. Right. Because then you can yeah, end up hanging from a tree. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for him to talk mm-hmm. to those people the way he did, you know, think about the cronolis on this man, Mr. Elias, uh, by talking to white care, folks. Man. Hey, man, that guy said, look here. You know what? You ain't as dumb as you look talking to white folks. They was laughing, he giggling, giggling. But my goodness, think about that. Think about Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. What happened to him by supposedly whistling at a white lady, which is a lot, which was a lie. Right. Think about it that. A lie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Think about that. So you think about how Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali was talking to people back in the day. And I was watching a clip where Dr. Martin Luther King was supporting. Uh, uh, Muhammad Ali, because Muhammad Ali did decided not to go to the war. And what was the famous mm-hmm. uh, a, a saying that he said, Mr. Elias, the reason why he didn't want to go over there and fight yeah. that war? He said, no, Vietnam never called me nigger. 
Like you, that's what he said. Yeah, I think he was gonna, yeah, he was gonna use the N word, but yeah, that's right. He did say that. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so, Dr. Martin Luther King, I guess, was asked in an interview. You know, how does he feel about that? And he said he supports uh, Muhammad Ali unconditionally. And he talked about how, mm-hmm. you know, when Lincoln freed the slaves, he said, but did he, did he really free, free the slaves? Because, you know, mm-hmm. for you to free a man and put a man out and don't give him any any means of taking care of himself, are you really freeing him? And so Dr. Martin Luther King said, they, you know, what he did was he freed them into, uh, and I can't remember his exact words, but something along the lines of he freed them into a life of poverty and despair. Because you can't free a man, mm-hmm. throw a man out with no clothes, and expect him to survive when you don't give him the tools to survive. And mm-hmm. it was so profound when I listened to that, man. And people, let me tell you something. Do yourselves a favor. Go out there with YouTube and all these different social media outlets. Go and find some of these unknown or unhidden or unheard Dr. Martin Luther King speeches or interviews. Man, he was he was a deep brother, Mr. Elias, a deep brother. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Man. And that man died at thirty nine years old, man. He he gave his entire life to the to the cause and he died at thirty nine years old, man. Think about what you were doing at thirty nine and compared yeah. to what this man did. That, yeah. that, that that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. It speaks volumes, Mr. LES. And then the other part of that is, you know, people trying to, you know, I, I think it was a rap Abernathy who said that, you know, Dr. King had women on the road and, you know, trying to smear what 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 he uh, what he had accomplished. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know, man. You know. It, it's like people who blindlessly follow the preacher. The preacher is a man. You know, he's not mm-hmm. God. And so sometimes people think, oh, the preachers is the preachers, you know, oh, the preachers say do this, the preachers say that. Yeah, the preachers are man. You know, and uh, so, you know, he's, uh, you know, this skin that we live in reeks of sin. And it's always a struggle mm-hmm. to make sure that you're walking on the right path. So anyway, just uh, some cool thoughts about Dr. King, cool thoughts about Muhammad Ali. Just a lot to get into. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the Sunday morning roundtable, but we should just call it the Elmo and Mr. Elliot, the Elmo and J. Rao, uh comedy hour because you guys are in for a treat because me and this dude's great. Go at it. So let's. Uh, it's time for an NPR news update. <laughs> No, we're not. It's time for an NPR news update. We'll be right back to get this show started. You're listening to the serious side, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this. Give us two and a half minutes, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. In China, protests against restrictive COVID-19 controls have spread to multiple cities this weekend following a deadly fire in the country's west. Videos and pictures online show people chanting slogans and facing off with authorities in various locations, including Shanghai and Beijing, as well as several university campuses. NPR's John Ruich has more. The protest kicked off after a fire in an apartment building in the city of Urumqi, in the far western region of Xinjiang. The blaze on Thursday killed 10 people, feared to have been unable to escape a building under a COVID lockdown, and with firefighters unable to access and douse the blaze quickly. 
is a nightmare scenario for many in China who've grown frustrated with lockdowns and tough restrictions under the government's strict dynamic zero COVID policy. Video from Shanghai showed hundreds of people gathering to pay tribute to the dead in Urumqi and protest against the government's zero COVID policy. Some even called for Chinese leader Xi Jinping, who's been a driving force behind the policy, to step down. John Ruich, NPR News. Now to Italy, where rescue teams are searching for about a dozen people missing following a huge mudslide on the southern island of Ischia. The island is densely populated with many illegally built homes and is vulnerable to landslides. The BBC's Mark Lowen reports the Italian government is expected to approve a state of emergency and give money to help rebuild. There was this mudslide on Saturday morning where torrents of mud hurtled down the hills in Ischia, bringing debris, bringing mud, mountains of mud which covered buildings which uprooted trees which tossed cars and buses into the hillside and some into the ocean itself. We know from the Italian authorities that there is at least one confirmed death. Eleven people are still missing. Early voting got underway this weekend in Georgia's December 6th Senate runoff election between Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock and his Republican challenger, Herschel Walker. Early voting opened yesterday after Republicans lost to several court challenges. Jurors will resume deliberations Monday in the January 6th seditious conspiracy trial against Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes and four other defendants. They're accused of plotting to prevent Joe Biden from taking office, as NPR's Ryan Lucas reports. Over the course of the seven-week trial, prosecutors presented text messages and video and audio recordings, as well as witness testimony that they say shows that Rhodes and his co-defendants conspired to use force to prevent the peaceful transfer of power to Joe Biden. Attorneys for Rhodes and the other defendants argue that there was no plan to storm the Capitol on January 6th, and that the Oath Keepers were in Washington, D.C. that day to provide security to Trump supporters. The decision on the defendant's fate now lies in the hands of the jury, which finally began deliberating Tuesday before breaking for the Thanksgiving holiday. They are set to resume their deliberations on Monday. Ryan Lucas, NPR News, Washington. And you're listening to NPR News. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. Sunday morning roundtable, 23 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rock Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio. It's best. I'm J. Rock, hanging out with my boy, Mr. Elias. Happy Thanksgiving holiday weekend for you and yours. I know anytime Sunday comes around, I know you're saying, my God, you know, tomorrow is another day. Got to get back out there and uh, get back on the grind. But it's always tough to go back after being mm. off for four days. But, you know, you can't Not speak on that because you're retired, so stop. So, anyway, Sunday morning roundtable, uh, <laughs> you know the format and the routine. All right, Mr. Elias, man, start us off, man. What's on your mind? Well, hey, man, we talked about this last week, but I want to know your views now. No, we didn't. Because we weren't here last week. Uh, the week. Okay, the week before last, when we talked about okay. the runoff election in Georgia. Have your yeah. views changed? Have your views what changed at views? all? Because 
that 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 it was going to be like a cakewalk for Warnock because you know it's not a, it's not a it's not an issue with uh, with the with Republican the Senate, Party the now that they, they the, don't have. Yeah, yeah it's not I, on, it's I, not did I say that? Yeah, you said it. You said he was. I'm still nervous about it because if if they weren't, then why would they? They were trying to. And you know, thank God that the, the Democrats sued Georgia to get the early voting in because if you think about it, it would not have favored them if they had left it like they were. So they they are really trying to win this seat because if you think about it, Mansion and Cinemas coming up in the next year or so to get out to get their seats. So, well, Manson is yeah. safe. He's not going anywhere because, and I think he knows that. He plays to his crowd. He understands. But you know, Cinema, mm-hmm. you know, on the other hand, she may be in a little bit of a danger. But but I don't remember saying that I thought it was a cakewalk. I, I think that I think what I said was, and I have to go back and you know look at the transcript. I think what I said was that you know this works out for Reverend Warnock because of the fact that now that the control of the Senate is no longer on the line. A lot of people voted for Herschel Walker mm-hmm. because they wanted the, the Republicans to take control of the Senate. Now that that's no longer mm-hmm. in play, they're like, okay, he is a dumb Negro, and uh, we're not going to even do it. You know, I tell you what, man, this guy is an embarrassment to our race. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how, I did not realize how ignorant Herschel Walker was. I really didn't. Until now, I mean, this is an yeah. uneducated buffoon. And when he gets in front of a microphone and opens his mouth, he sounds like he has a third grade education. It is an embarrassment <laughs> to our people. It really is. Yeah, he's talking about yeah. vampires, and uh, I didn't know a werewolf can kill a vampire. What the hell are you talking about? And when I, he I'm said just thinking about the John Lewis bill. Got me. That one really what, okay. What did he say? Because I didn't hear that part. You know, I tuned him out at some point. Oh, what did he say about the John Lewis oh, bill? He said, he said that the John Lewis bill, John Lewis it was a great senator, and he would be turning over his grave for people using his name, and they put it on a on on a bill like that. He would be turning over in his grave. He would be so upset that people are using his name to get some legislation passed because he wouldn't he wouldn't have stood for that. And I'm like, dude, he wrote the bill. You're that dumb. <laughs> this, dude, man, I, this guy, this guy, I, I mean, you know, this guy also had the audacity to let, to let leak from his lips that Donald Trump has done more for African Americans than any president in the past X amount of years, including <laughs> President Barack Obama. Mm. I tell okay, you what. <laughs> For all you kids who may be listening, because I remember a long time ago, you know, there was a school teacher who wrote into the show and says, hey, you know, is it okay to play some of your clips in front of her classroom? I said, hey, not a problem. I didn't ever anticipate us being, you know, educational material, but if that's what you want to do, go for it. I don't know if she still listens to the show because that was a few years back, but if there are kids listening to this, let me tell you something. You read about, well, who knows, depending on where you are, because school districts are trying to get rid of uh, books and, and they're trying to gloss over slavery. So it's amazing how so many African-American kids are not aware of what happened in this country because white folks want to put a kibosh on that. But just in case you're listening and you wondered what an Uncle Tom was, you're looking at one right now. 
freaking Herschel mm-hmm. Walker is a the, 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 look up the, look up Uncle Tom in your Urban Dictionary. You'll see a big old buffoon carrying a football with the number thirty four. It is Herschel Walker. <laughs> and if you keep turning, you're going to see another buffoon. He's educated, but he's still a buffoon. Clarence Thomas, a guy named Clarence Thomas, is an Oreo. And you know, mm-hmm. for you people who may be listening, and oh, okay, but you just go to hell. Okay, go to hell, because at the end of the day, these people are who they are. You can sit here and talk about, uh, listen, I'm proud of my blackness. There's no doubt about that. But don't tell me that I'm this or I'm that or I'm a racist. Stop it. First of all, black folks, in my opinion, cannot be racist. Now, you can argue that point. I'm willing to argue that point with anyone who wants to call in. But at the end of the day, don't sit here and try to tell me that I have no right to feel the way I feel when I go back and look at the history of this country and I go back and look at how our people were treated. And then you have buffoons like Herschel Walker that stands in front of people talking about vampires and, you know, a werewolf could, could, uh, could kill a vampire. Dude, I mean, okay. And there's going to be what? people that bad. The sad part of it is there's going to be people that vote for him. And that's Dude. the real sad part of it. Dude. There's going to be people that back him. It's, it's, it's sad because people can sit here and say what they want to say. You know, we talked about this during the presidential election. Yeah, Donald Trump lost. He sure did. But guess what, man? 70-some million people voted for him. Let that resonate. Seventy-something yeah. people voted for him. Seventy million-something people. I don't know what the – I can't remember what the final mm. numbers are. But they voted for him. Mm. It, it should have been a – yeah. you know, listen, it should have been a 90-damn-10. He should have got maybe 10 million votes, and, and you know, and Biden got 90 million. I just don't understand how a person who – organized a coup against the United States of America. Now, it's just not any person, Mr. Elias. He was the sitting president of the United States. This is a guy who loves Putin so much. Now, this is a country who put uh, uh, bounties on American soldiers' heads. This is the same guy who says he trusts, you know, what Putin and the Saudis say over his own intelligence, intelligent uh, mm-hmm. agency. This is a guy who continues care. to make deals with foreign countries to enrich, to, 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 enrich and pat, to enrich and pat his pockets. This is a guy who uh, went out and got campaign money and spent less than 10% of that campaign war chest on Republican uh, Republican uh, people running for office across the nation. If you are the party lead, you, you're supposed to fundraise for the party and then disperse those funds to different uh, people, candidates who are running for office. He didn't do none of that. He kept all that money for himself. This is a man who has top secret military uh, security clearance information at his damn hotel. But yet he is still a serious contender for the White House. And if you sit here and think you can sleep on him, you better beware. Nope. Nope. I I, I said that last week. I'm t- well, the week before last. 
I'm telling you, you, we know, you shouldn't sleep on him because these people are trying their damnest to put him back in office. And that, that is that is just the honest to God truth. And they're going to do whatever they can to put him back in office. Even though you see a lot of Republicans turning on him now, once they see that base back him, they'll start, they'll jump right back in line because that's who they are. They're cowards. Well, but they see, speak yeah, out. but dude, they're monkeys swinging through the jungle. You know why? Because now they have another vine they can catch. A monkey doesn't let go of one vine until they can get another one. And the other vine is Ron DeSantos. They look at him as a, a younger, more educated version of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's why people that say, way. you know. They may look at him that way, but Trump had not signed over the regime to him yet. I'm telling you. Yeah, but he that's not true. Because he's. That's true. He just had I'll that give dinner. you that. He had that dinner with with, with, with Kanye and the uh, Fuentes guy, who both are, are ones of white supremacists, oh, you know, and, and they one just, is a they cuckoo for cocoa you know, yeah. it, it, Kanye's another one, man. He, he's another one that is. You know, listen, we can blame so much of this on, on mental illness with Kanye, and, and I do think the brother has some mental issues. There's no doubt about it. And I think that if we make light of that, it, it kind of takes away from the fact that you have people who have mental issues. If you have mental issues, that means your mind is not working correctly, right? If your mind's not working correctly, that means that, that you know, in a lot of cases, you really don't understand what you're doing. But people can say, well, wait a minute, you say that about Kanye West. But, you know, this guy, I mean, the amount of money he makes, and he's a genius when it comes to music, which, you know, I, trust me, I, and this is going to probably be an argument for another day. I'm not a – no, there's, no, there's not one rapper, in my opinion, that's a genius of music. Stop it. There's not one. I, I'm sorry. You can argue with me on this all day. You're not a genius of music if you're a rapper. Most rappers can't play an instrument. They can't sing. I'm just not, you know, but I've digressed. But in this case with Kanye, at some point, when do you just say, you know what, this guy is an idiot, and you just have to treat him as such and stop using the mental illness uh, crutch to – to 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 stop criticizing him for some of the things that he's doing. Hmm. I, I don't I don't yeah. know I I don't know what I don't know what the, I don't know what the right answer is to that question because I don't I he's don't another embarrassment. I, I just didn't like the fact that him the way you know like I said when he got he did say that anti-Semitic things people lost it, but when he was saying stuff against black folks, people never lost it. I mean, even a lot of black folks was like, oh, well, that's just Kanye. He's mental. No, I, I took I took exception to it when he said that slavery was a choice and that Harriet Tubman I mean, didn't do anything. You know, what was so exceptional about her? And I'm thinking to myself, what's so exceptional about you? She let, she let her people out of slavery. What did you do? What did you do besides make a, make a record that, that, that people could dance to? So, you know, you're talking about a woman that, that, that risked her life to, to save her people. What have you risked to save your people? You know, so I just, I, to me, it just, it, it, it just got up under my skin when he said slavery was a choice. And it was nothing special, exceptional about Harry Tubman. But, okay, but, but America as a whole, Mr. Elias, the Society of Americans, we praise people that can do things. You know, I talked about this on the show a couple of months ago. I said, isn't it funny how Hollywood actresses and actors, they get paid millions and millions of dollars for betraying people who make thirty and $40,000 a year. 
people who put their lives on the line every day, you know, busting in the building, saving, you know, saving people and things of that nature. You know, a Hollywood person will make a movie for like six months and make millions of dollars portraying average Americans. We're, our priority, in my opinion, is jacked up. To me, the most, the most important people in our society right now are teachers, I think. Yes, yes. Because That's a good if, argument if, out of you, if you can't read, you can't be a functional citizen. That's the most important tool that you've been equipped with. Your ability to think, problem solve, all these things are taught to you from the age of preschool, kindergarten, all the way up to, you know, whatever your highest college degree you may obtain. Those are the people who should be getting paid a lot. The highest person that gets paid on a university campus is usually the football coach or the basketball coach. I mean, so so we can sit here and say what we want. Our priorities are already messed up anyway, as far as I'm concerned. But at the end of the day, you're right. When, when do we start looking at Kanye and say, man, this dude is just an idiot? And then for, for all you African-American people who are out there, you know, um, supporting Trump, I just read the other day that one of the only black people who were charged for the insurrection on January 6th this guy received the longest prison sentence so far. <laughs> so, so when you think you can congregate and rub elbows with the enemy, guess what? At the end of the day, they still see you for who you are. We have a friend, man, and you know who I'm talking about here. This guy has pledged he would never date black women. Never. Mm-hmm. He's always up on the white women all the time. That's where he wants to be. Blah, blah, blah. But he told me about a situation where he walked up to a place and they were looking at him like, hey, man, what's up? What you doing here? I said, dude, at the end of the day, you are who you are. They still look at you. You get into the wrong environment. They don't look at the fact that you date white women and you think white women are goddesses. They look at you as just an old black boy, and that's who you are. You'll never be any better than that. So stop it. Get your priorities straight. I'm not saying that you can't date white folks or you can't have interracial marriage. I'm down for whatever. But at the end of the day, don't forget who you are, what you're all about, where you come from. It's amazing to me when you, when you, when you just think about how these people are. And, and kind of going back to what you were talking about with this whole runoff in Georgia, you know, I'm glad that the Democrats kept, control of the Senate, because, you know, now, once again, in my opinion, and I'll say this is just my opinion, Mr. Elias, I think that now Republicans are saying, nope, we ain't voting for you, for this fool. We just did it because we, you know, because it's like, let's give them something so we can achieve the ultimate goal, right? So they, we'll, we'll give them a little something-something so they can be whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, now that that goal is off the table, hey, man, shoot, you know. You're going to find out who you really are. So let me ask you this. So how, how close do you think this is going to be? Do you think it's going to be a tight, tight uh, uh, race, or do you think it's going to be a situation where Warnock is going to blow his doors off now by, I don't know, five or six points, if you can consider that blowing your doors off? I think it's going to be a tight, tight race, to be honest. You think it's going to be I tight? Do. You think it's going to be another 49, 48 mm-hmm. situation? I don't, I don't yeah, think so. I do believe it. Why, why do you think? But why do you think that though? Why? Because white folks, white folks will surprise you. They will come out. 
They will. Because they, but there's uh, he, nothing he, he, right now he's he's leaning on he's leaning on um uh Kemp right now. And and, and trust me, if 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 Warnack doesn't win and we you know will will they they're they're planning. What if Manchin does lose his seat and what if Cinnamon loses her seat? M- Manchin's not gonna lose his seat. Now, Cinema, okay. I think she is in jeopardy. Manchin's not going to. Listen, man. Manchin was the governor of West, of West Virginia. Manchin, okay. the reason, I think, the, listen, I think, listen, let me tell you something, man. I think these guys are strategic in what they do. He knows how unpopular President Biden is in his state. That guy fights him all the time. People look at him. They don't look at, man, I, I guarantee you. It's like the elections around here. I remember back in the day, you would receive a lot of political literature, and it would tell you, hey, I'm Republican, so I'm so, so, so running for office. Man, I've gotten so many campaign things, you know, during the election season. And when you look at it, you can't tell what their freaking office is because they don't put it on there anymore because <laughs> they don't want people to know. And I just think that Manchin is I a guy. all of that. Yeah, okay. Well, a lot of people were him upset with him about him not passing that child care bill when, when when President Biden was trying to get it passed and, and the infrastructure bill. They were really upset with him because they well, yeah, but state in the union. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, you, no, no, no. You, you don't know that for a fact. What you're saying is you're saying logic. They, and what you're doing is you're talking about logic, you know, because we talk about no, this I'm all the time. They were, they, they, they were going out polling voters, and they were talk, doing interviews with voters, it. and voters were like, why wouldn't he pass that? I mean, it's, it's, it's on. You like to use that. Look at YouTube. Look it up. Okay, <laughs> I'll look it up. Talking, I, I don't why believe would it. he do that? Matter of fact, they, matter of fact, because, he, you know, he stays in a, uh, in a uh, boat when he's in D.C., right? And these people were coming to his boat asking him, why won't you pass this bill? We need okay. it. We're, we're the poorest state in the union. They, I mean, they, they had people bugging okay. him. And I'm telling you, okay. he didn't do it. It's like, it's like people, people were bugging Lindsey Graham. Like people, like people were bugging Lindsey Graham in the airport. Like people were, were uh, you know, uh, bugging against, uh, you know, Ted Cruz. And both of those guys won their races easy, easily. You're going to always have yeah, defections, bro. Ted Cruz easy. Man, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was as close. Well, yeah, but it wasn't as it wasn't as close as people thought it was. Not in my opinion, anyway. You know. Okay, that's just like people. Just, well, yeah, just like people picketed Governor uh, uh, Abbott here in Texas because of what happened in Uvalde, and the guy knocked a, a bedel socks off. Like people p- picketed uh, Kemp, and then you know he beat beat the hell out of Stacey Abrams. I mean, I mean, you're going to always have people who are going to be dissenters. But at the end of the day, trust me, Manchin, write this down. November 27, 2022, you and I disagree. I think that there's no way Manchin loses his seat. No freaking way. Okay. None. Okay. 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 All right. Well, we'll All find right. out. I'm telling you, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, All right. I'm just telling you, I don't think so. All right. It is time for informative, so that's something that you need to know. Now, as we celebrate the Thanksgiving holidays and as we head into the Christmas season, keep in mind there's a war going on in Ukraine, and i tell you something, man, it is rough. What the Russian uh, army is doing, what Vladimir Putin is doing to these civilians is just unheard of. These are unspeakable war crimes where you're targeting civilian infrastructure that doesn't have a damn thing to do with the front lines. He's using winter as a weapon. 
What a disgusting human being. It's convenient time in four minutes or less. Something that you need to know. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Glad you guys are listening. We are glad to be back in the house. Apologies for last week because once again the platform was down. We'll be right back after this. You listen to the serious side of the J. Ralphio. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back. Counteroffensive continues to move eastward, but as the country retakes thousands of square miles of territory, troops have made some grim discoveries on the outskirts of the recently liberated city of Izum. Investigators have found what Ukrainian officials call a mass grave. NPR's Kat Lonsdorf was there and joins us now. Kat, thanks for being with us. Hey there. Certainly, we want to keep in mind there might be young and sensitive ears listening. Please tell us what you've seen. Yeah, it was a pretty surreal scene. We were out in the woods uh, next to a city cemetery. And this was in an area that had recently been controlled by Russians until, honestly, just a few days ago. So there was active demining going on by the Ukrainians. So there were these big booms punctuating the otherwise somber silence. And as my team and I walked through the trees, we came across rows and rows of handmade wooden crosses. And there were a bunch of workers wearing PPE, digging out each grave one by one, exhuming each body, examining them, putting them into body bags. And I have to tell you, the smell was um, pretty overwhelming. Uh, There were a few dozen bodies dug up when I was there, uh, but investigators expect there may be as many as 500. Kat, what are Ukrainian investigators looking for? Well, they're trying to identify all the bodies, but they're also looking for cause of death. They're taking meticulous documentation, especially to find any possible evidence of war crimes. 
I, I talked to the lead war crime prosecutor there, and he told me that they've already found evidence that could amount to that. And, and I can tell you, Scott, um, that I personally saw at least one body with their hands tied behind their back, for example. Uh, this burial site was essentially a makeshift graveyard for civilians during occupation. So basically, whenever anyone in the city died, they would bury them here. And, and I want to just be clear, investigators won't say yet who ran the site, but this wasn't a dumping ground for bodies. It, it was respectfully created. I talked with one older man who was there who said his wife was buried there. Um, he was with her when she died during an aerial assault, and, and he said he had to pay the Russians a good amount of money to just allow him to bury her here. It seems like, though, people in the town were burying anyone who died here, any civilian, and, and a lot of those people were either unknown or unrecognizable because of the way they died, so they were buried without being identified. What does the city of Izum look like today? Yeah, the city is just absolutely destroyed. Uh, the Russians took the city on March 1st, so that's less than a week after the invasion began. And then they made it the hub for their operations in the area. Residents didn't have much time at all to flee, so thousands of people were living there under occupation for the past months. Uh, they've mostly been without electricity during that time, generally without running water, and there were no communications, no cell phone, internet was all jammed up, um, there was one radio station, but it was Russian propaganda. I talked to one woman, 36-year-old Oksana Kutura, she was waiting in line for humanitarian aid in the city center, and she was with her two small daughters, aged 8 and 13, and she told me they'd waited out the whole war living like this, but it had taken a toll on her kids, of course. She told me the youngest one, the eight-year-old, was pretty much crying all the time, begging them to leave, but of course they couldn't, and they rarely even left the house. So, well, everyone I talked to seemed very relieved that the town was back in Ukrainian hands. I, I should say they've been told that they shouldn't expect to have heat working by the winter. So the hard times are not over yet for the people there, I'm afraid. And here's Kat Lonsdorf. Thank you so much. Thanks, Scott. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious out on a beautiful Sunday morning, a little nippy in uh, Houston, Texas, and uh, across the country. But we're glad that you're here. It's the Sunday morning roundtable where we. The panelists bring topics to the table that uh, that's on our mind, and uh, Vanessa is uh, on the seven seas somewhere. Uh, not sure where she is at this point, uh, but I had, do have some good news, Mr. Elias. I spoke to Johnny D uh, over the holiday weekend, and Johnny D will be back in the house officially after the first of the year. So I cannot wait until he's back. Can I tell you right. something, man, that guy, that guy, man, has some political inspirations, and I'll let him talk about that once he's back in the mix, but it'll be fun to have his voice back amongst us, because I think mm. it's always a beautiful thing uh, to have that guy in the place to be. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is that calling number. Mr. Elias and I just having a conversation, you know, a lot of people, especially the pastor, loves when he and I are here by ourselves, because, you know, we've been somewhat civil this morning, Mr. Yes, no real big disagreements, right? Uh, right. Uh, right. No, not really. Same page. 
Yeah, but you know, we still have about an hour to left. You never know what can happen. <laughs> you know, you're right. But between you and I, that's what's going to happen. You know, it's coming. Oh, yeah. man, stop putting that stuff out there in the atmosphere. You don't know what's going to happen, man. We're having a civil debate. You and I are on the same page with a lot of what's going on this morning. So, man, just 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 let it ride, man. Just just enjoy the ride. Okay. Um, and then go from there. Okay, now, what, what topic are you bringing to the table? Well, listen, it's not really a topic. It's just like what's been going on out here in the nation. You know, so Carrie, what's her name? Carrie Lake, the, uh, gubern- the gubernatory uh, candidate in Arizona. She has just sued Arizona yeah. County because she's saying that the election is rigged. I, I mean, <laughs> of course. Can you think of a time mm-hmm. in our nation's history where there have been so much confusion and controversy about elections outside of what happened with uh, Bush v. Gore. Because I think that was the first, I think that was really the first mm-hmm. time we had a contested election. And think mm-hmm. about the passion at that time. People didn't want George mm-hmm. Bush in office because of what had happened in Iraq. All right. And when Gore ran, people said, well, Gore made the mistake of not having President Clinton at the time to campaign for him because remember that's when the whole thing happened with Monica Lewinsky and, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Gore was like, nah, you know, we can't have him on the campaign trail. And, you know, it came down to Florida and they were looking at, mm-hmm. I remember that iconic photo of a man holding up a ballot, looking at it. Cause they were looking at where the, the, the little, was it the chaff marks uh, on the ballot to see did it you know which candidate that is selected? Uh, do you ever think we'll ever get to a time in this nation where it'll just be a straight up popular vote? The person with the most votes win. Period. Point blank. Nope. End of story. Nope. Nope. Never get there. It will never get there. Nope. They will never, ever, ever, ever get there. We'll ne- we will never see that, and we will never see term limits on any of these politicians or judges. That's it. I, you know, like Jerome always says, these people are not going to vote themselves out of office. So, well, oh, I said that. You know. I mean, you, you're asking these people to you're asking these people to pass laws, right? That's going to limit them from staying in office. Come on, they're not going to do that. Who's going to do that? Who's going and to I, vote to say, hey, I'm going to, I want to have a job for eight years and that's it? Come on, stop. So, you know, if I got, you know, to me, if I got a great pension after eight years, yeah, I probably would be like, I'm out of here. You know you would. They they get you great would no, you oh, probably wouldn't. They got great Dude. And, and, and after eight years, you, you might come in as an ordinary citizen, but you leave out as a millionaire. Come on, stop. Yeah, but, but you right would stop. Man, if you're a young guy oh, like Josh Hawley or please. one of these guys, you're not going to stop it, Mr. Elias. You're not going to stay. Please. Excuse me. You're not going to stay for freaking four years or eight years when they have six-year terms. You're not going to stay for six years and leave. You're not going to do it. When you have a juicy okay. job, you are a senator. You are a congressperson. That's a hell of a job. You have a mm-hmm. pension for life. You have great health care. You want to give that up for at life. a young age? For life. And I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, see, I'm a millionaire. You know, I came in a thousand years. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, stop. No, 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 no. Let me tell you. Greed has killed this country, and I'm going to keep telling you that. Greed has killed this country, and it's going to continue to kill this country. It's greed. It's greed. 
Why, why, why wouldn't I? Why would I want to keep working? Wow. Mr. Elias, well, because it's the easiest job in the threat. world. You get a stop, man. You, 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 you see, right? It's stop. a job, and that's something I don't want to do. That's something no, I, well, do. See, I want to do. I can retire. I can retire at 30 You're looking years at it. Old. Stop, man. You're looking Please. at it through your lens uh, at the age that you're at now. Because when you were in your 30s, you wasn't thinking like that. Hell, I was there. Stop. You were not thinking like that. None of us were thinking like and that. And if I could have retired at. Oh, oh, but I was because I because I had a brother who retired at fifty two, so he inspired okay. me to retire early. Yeah, you know, he retired at fifty two with four with three kids in college. Yeah, three kids yeah. in college. So I was inspired to do that. So yes, you at a young age, you I would I would have done. Okay, when I'm, you I'm retired at fifty eight. I was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're looking at it through I your was. lens now. You know, America. Let me tell you some America throughout the world. This guy is lying to you guys. I was with this dude okay, in his twenties, right. and mm-hmm. that guy. The last thing he was thinking about was retirement. You stop this nonsense no, right now. Was, stop it. I get, I get, I have an insurance policy uh, that I I I, I acquired in my twenties, and and it pays me out a, a nice sum of money if I make it to sixty-two uh-huh. years old. Because that's when I'm. You keep messing with me, you won't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, it was just a matter of time. Yeah, whatever. You stop this nonsense right now. Because I don't agree but, with you. What? No, because you're trying to fool these people. You're trying to hoodwink these people, Donald Trump Jr. You're trying to tell these people you weren't thinking about no damn retirement, no 29. Stop. Stop. Why wasn't Why wasn't it? Because you weren't. I've been thinking about retirement since in my 20s. Oh, oh my God! Oh, you know. All right, let's keep. Okay, all right, fine. Okay, I, we're gonna agree to disagree. Okay, if thank I, you very okay, much. Okay, okay. If I wasn't, how did I retire then? What, what, that, that that, what are you talking quick. about? If I didn't set myself, Wait, up how did you retire? Because you retire. worked for so many years and you became eligible for retirement. What are you talking about? No, you, you know. See, that's where you wrong. Okay, when are you gonna retire? Hey man, uh, never. <laughs> Three four seven eight five. So that was a low blow. Three four. Hey, what? You know what? I'm not talking. I Three four seven eight five zero. Yeah, whatever. Okay, I fine. We'll agree to disagree. Yeah, whatever. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You dirty bastard. Ching ching. All right. So <laughs> as we as we continue, you dirty bastard. As we continue, ching, as we continue to have this debate. Um, you know, we talk about the state of the country. We talk about how um, this republic is heading in the wrong direction. Now, here's what I don't understand about the American people. You want results, right? But then you vote for divided government. How? What type of results do you think is going to happen now with the fact that Kevin McCartney, who may not be the Speaker of the House, Speaker of the House. He thinks he is, but he, you know, he has to have what 218 votes, and so far he doesn't have that. So we'll see what happens with all mm-hmm. that. But they are immediately talking about reinstating Marjorie Taylor Greene, so now she's going to have a more prominent voice in the Republican Party. I was watching a clip the other day of her, and to me, she is the female Herschel Walker. Some of the, I almost said a bad word. Some of the Shiza. <laughs> Ching ching, that's the German word for you know what, that comes out of her mouth is ridiculous. I mean, people 
know about the space lasers, but my God, you go back and listen to some of the things she said. She is one of the most uneducated, ridiculous people I've ever seen that grace the face of this planet. She is Herschel Walker, female white edition. That's what she is. Because some of the things she says doesn't make sense. And this chick here, and I can't believe I'm saying this, she makes Sarah Palin looks like a Rhodes Scholar. And we know Sarah Palin was dumb as a, bu- as, as a bucket of rocks. And she got mm-hmm. lacquered in her uh, attempt to try to get into Congress. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. And, you know, I'm veering off base a little bit, but, you know, I'm just talking. Is it is it me or Sarah Palin's husband divorced her? Right? Yes. Marjorie mm-hmm. Taylor Greene's husband is divorcing her. Do you think these mm-hmm. guys are saying, look, man, I, I can't have my wagon hitched to a, a, a looney tune like this? Because a lot of times we think that their family is on board with some of this stuff. Look at the Conways, for example. Um, what, what's the Mary? What's her name? Mary? Uh, what's the chick that's going to be Trump's uh, assistant again uh, with the blonde hair? Mary, is it Mary? Marianne Conway? Is that her name? And her husband Kelly, is George Kelly Conway. And Conway. Kelly and Kellyanne, that's her name. Kellyanne. And her husband. Yeah. yeah, so both of these guys are Republican operatives. Now, she's all in for Trump. He's a no-Trumper. But their daughter is not even on board with either one of them. So we think that mm-hmm. their family members are on board with what the parents or the spouse is thinking. And, and in some cases, that may not be the case, right? I mean, it may not mm-hmm. be the case. So isn't it coincidental that these two Looney Tunes, that their husbands have said, ah, I'm out for whatever reasons. Do you think that's, do you think that's a coincidence, Mr. Elias? Yeah, I, well, you know, because they know they were Looney Tunes all along, Jay. And they probably were just hanging out to, to, to get money out of these people. They're going to get and, and Trust what? me, Marjorie Taylor's husband's going to get it. They have kids, man. They have grown kids. I mean, I don't know if they hung out with them because I think that if there were Republican people, fine. Okay. But then when she starts spousing off some of this nonsense, spewing, spewing, I should say, some of this nonsense, their husbands are probably saying, my goodness, I didn't really realize she was this doofus. I mean, my goodness. You know, when Sarah Palin said, I can see Russia house, I'm like, what? I mean, I mean, and so, you know, God rest his soul, John McCain introduced this this crazy woman to, to the American uh to the American psyche. And so now, you know, he's dead and gone and you know, even and I think she's dead and gone too. We don't hear a lot about Sarah Palin, Palin anymore. But the Republican Party, I think, from that point on, and then once Barack Obama became president, you had the Tea Party Republicans, uh I just think that they started veering off course as early as two thousand seven. I do. And now, mm-hmm. you know, they are at a point where they are to they are they are at such an extreme, you're hearing prominent Republicans denouncing the party. Joe Scarborough, he's no longer a Republican. You know, uh Nicole uh what's her name? Nicole uh that's on uh, ESPN, not ESPN, but on MSNBC, Nicole Wallace. You know, she was an advisor yeah. for President Bush. She's no longer a Republican. Uh, you see a lot mm-hmm. of prominent Republicans saying, hey, I can't deal with this party in the way it's in right now, that it's a mega party, a mega party. And regardless whether it's Donald Trump or DeSantos, because if we all remember that commercial, remember the commercial that DeSantos put out when he was running for governor? 
and he had his kids playing with Trump uh, yeah. blocks and reading them Trump yeah, stories. He had his little MAGA hat on. Yeah, remember that whole thing? So regardless mm-hmm. whether Trump is there or not, he's created, I think, a party that's going to be here for a long, long, long time. And and uh, it's just unfortunate. Isn't that a spinoff of the Tea Party? You know, if you really well, think I about think it, so. it's a spinoff of the Tea Party. You know, well, they, so, they, yeah. they, they spewed nothing but racist stuff, too. You know, like they was to hire well, Barack well, Obama in the uh, clown face with the, with the big red lips and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah and they, Hitler and all this stuff. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 So they but, 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 he, but here's the thing stuff. I don't understand, Mr. Elias. The fact of the matter is that they have been singing these same old songs for years and people continue to fall for them. Oh, they're coming after our guns. Have the guns been taken at this point? No. No. Nope. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and, and you know, and, and this, and if you listen to this show, this sounds like a broken record, but I'll say it again. You know the, you know the president who who signed a bill that allowed these people to carry their weapons in federal parks, Barack Obama. Yeah, that's what I say, Barack. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it's the same old tired stuff. Oh my God, the, the Democrats are spending more money. Well, guess what? The last Democratic president reduced the deficit. The Republican president before him ran it up. The Republican president mm-hmm. after him ran it up. Ran and the current up. Democratic mm-hmm. president is trending down with the budget as well, with the deficit as well. Yes. So, so, so they put this stuff out here, and these gullible people, like when you throw freaking goldfish food in the damn bowl and you see these fish coming up with their mouths open eating this food these people fall for this stuff hook line and sinker every time and that's the part that I don't understand but dude I'm talking about folks who are well educated man and they fall for this all the time what the hell's going on we talk about uneducated white voters and stuff like that but god dang it man there are some smart people who are falling for this nonsense too because you know what, I listened to a guy when they were talking to him on um, CNN one night, and he said, okay. you know, would he vote for Herschel? He said, I, you know, I, is Herschel Walker a smart candidate? Said, no, he's not smart, and he's not this, he's not that, and he's nothing that I like in a candidate. But you know what, he aligns with my views, and that's what I'm going to vote for. It's what people that align with my views. Who, Herschel Walker? That's what this what guy views? said. Uh, he has said that he what, could what he could be controlled. He could be controlled. Well, that's what it is. He could, you know, the candidate, right? And spending. Yeah. Yep, he could be controlled. So that's that's what, what it's about. They control. Well, that's the same. But see, they and, say that. Said, but what's the views? Tell me the views. He said Democrats were fiscally irresponsible. As, as you know, as as the Republican Party gets us in more debt. That's what he oh, said. Oh man, I, I can't believe some of the stuff we talk yes. about on this show. I, I, I yes. can't believe it. I, I'm I'm just yeah. I'm at a loss for words. Democrats are fiscally responsible. They they don't well, stand yeah. for nothing he stands for. You know, they wouldn't oh, get okay. abortions and as as and then the woman said, well, Oh, Mister Mister Oh, well, wait a minute. Before we step out, you know, uh, the, the one of the ladies that Herschel Walker, you know, people, oh, she's a lie, she's this, she's that. Well, she came forward with a voicemail from Herschel Walker 
And he said something along the lines of, hey, what did he call her? Hey, sexy mama or something. And, 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 oh, my God, you sex kid or whatever he called her. Um, And then she has pictures of him and her. But but it's a farce, right? I mean, man, Mm -hmm. you have to laugh at the stupidity of some people. You really do. I I have no problem. Dude, I have no problem with the Republican Party. I think you need to have checks and balances no matter where you go in life. But my God, man, Mm -hmm. some of this stuff that they're doing at this stage is just totally ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You have to ask yourself the question, what the hell is going on? Well, you know what the hell's going on. It is time for part one of Mariana Music's break. That's coming up here next, and we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. Thank you for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. It's the serious side, 347-850-1272. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go nowhere.
much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. Oh, two, two. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to you and yours. Hope you guys had a wonderful turkey day and that you ate and that you're feeling jolly and you're ready for the Christmas season. Mr. Elias said you participated in Black Friday. That's right. You're gambling, so no, you did not. But no, they're I did saying not. that online no, retail no. is... They're saying that online retail sales were off the chain, broke records. So, uh, you know, hope, hopefully you guys have uh, gotten all your Christmas gifts and uh, you guys are just waiting for uh, the 25th of December. Glad you guys are here, though. Uh, it's the Sunday morning roundtable uh, where we uh, talk about things. Me and Mr. Elias is doing what we do. And, you know, Vanessa, God bless. Off today, out on the seven seas. Drones off today as well. Mr. Johnny D will be back in the place to be after the first of the year. You know, I mentioned earlier in the show that um, uh, I spent time with some friends uh, last night here in my backyard. We were sitting back there smoking cigars, watching TV, and having a good time. And the conversation came up that I thought was interesting. And it's a controversial conversation topic, I should say. But I'm I'm curious as to what you think about this um so two of the friends were talking and they were talking about um you know who you know mike mike is very uh Mm -hmm. outspoken he was talking about how every it's every parent's dream that their kid grows up and if you know if you have a daughter she grows up to be you know married with kids and you know, you could become a grandparent and all that good stuff. And then he talked about how, you know, if you have a son, you want the son to grow up and, uh, you know, have a wife and kids and do that whole thing. And then he said, he said, well, because he said with today's society that homosexuality is accepted more than it ever was in that, you know, he said if his kid came to him and said that they were gay or bisexual or, you know, whatever, he said he would be disappointed, but he would still support them. And so then the other neighbor looks and says, well, I'm sorry. So Mike says to the other neighbor, said, hey, he said, you can't tell me, you know, that's not, that wasn't your mindset. Your mindset is for your son to grow up and get married and, and, and have kids and that stuff. And the other neighbor looked at him and said, hey, no, you don't know why my said that. He said that is the furthest thing from my mind. And so then they kind of went back and forth a little bit with this. And I'm sitting there watching this stuff. I, I wish I should have just put on a referee T-shirt because then it, it, they 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 kind of went back and forth. It was a very controlled and they were very cordial. But it was interesting if you could look at their faces, especially the guy who said, "Hey, you know that's not what I think." He said, "I want my son to grow up to be an outstanding human being." That's what I want my son to grow up to be. I don't care about, you know, whether or not the son grows up to, he can love who he wants to love, but I want him to grow up to be an outstanding human being. But then the other neighbor comes back and says, no, but you can't tell me that, you know, your mindset was 
that I want them to grow up and have a wife and kids. He said, you can't tell me what I was thinking. So I, I got to thinking about that last night. And I said, huh. I said, depending on what happens tomorrow morning, meaning this show, I said, I may have to bring this up and get some opinions on it. So I'm bringing it up, Mr. Elias. So, you know, I know there's a politically correct answer, right? But then there's a real answer. And I think that's where Mike was going with this. There's a real answer to this question. If you have kids, you want your kids to grow up. And if you have a son, you envision your son marrying a wife and having kids. You don't grow up or you don't have kids and think, hey, when my son gets older, he's going to marry another dude and they're going to go and adopt kids. What's your thought process on this, man? Well, you know, that's every that's every person's dream is to, you know, I got to agree with Mike on this. That's every person's dream. Am I going to oh, wow. love my child in the last? No, I'm not going to. But every person wants to carry on their family legacy. Every person. Huh. You know, if you don't carry on your family legacy, like with me, I'm so glad my older brother had, uh, that was by my father, had kids. And he had a son, so because if it had had I, if it was left up to me, there would be out the, the family line would die with me. But but, but wait a minute, but so, you know, in some cases, the husband takes on the other husband's name. Look at Pete Buttigieg. So your family line would continue, Estelias. No, right. the, the fact that the, the, the family line does not continue, Jay. If you why, think why, the that, family name, you know, well, well, why, why does it? Why doesn't it? Because yeah. the way traditionally you you want to have you want your ch- children to have children, so that's your bloodline. That is your blood. Okay. Okay. I, I gotta agree with him. I I have to agree with him. You know, if I had a child that was gay, would it make me love him any less? No, sure wouldn't. I still love my child, but you know, I would have to agree with Mike. I would. I like I said, I'm so glad my brother did have 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 a child because if he didn't. There'd be no more. There'd be no more of us. You know. That, that, well, I tell you what. It's interesting you bring it up because that didn't come up in the conversation yesterday. I didn't think about it from that perspective. The fact that the family line and bloodline and all that stuff goes away. I didn't think about that. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the name will continue to go on, but you know, at the end of yeah, the day, yeah, the name, yeah, but the bloodline won't. Huh. That's interesting. I, I didn't think That's it was from that perspective. Mm-hmm. What, well, well, so you so you agree with Mike. You agree with Mike. You agree with the fact yeah. that, hey, you know, listen, you would love your – it's the same situation that Dwayne Wade is dealing with right now with his son. His son wants to have a sex change, and the wife wants to say, nope, that ain't going to happen. You know, you know, hey, that kid is underage. You should be – you know, you should have more input on this. And if that kid becomes 18, mm-hmm. they can do what they want to do. It's interesting because when right. you listen – I remember when President Obama – uh, agreed to same-sex marriage. And there were so many black ministers who came out against that and denounced it. It was it was crazy. It was almost like, wow, look at this. So when you think scripture, you know, that's not scripture to men being married, dude. Right. right? I mean, but, but I, you know, some man in today's society, I do understand you got the right to love who you want to love. And if that's how you love, I mean, I have nothing against that. I had cousins who were that way. I got a nephew that's that way. So, you know, if you're, if you're a homosexual, you're a homosexual. 
I'm not going to love you any less. I'm not going to treat you any differently. You know, you're my nephew. I'm a, and when you come around me, I'm going to love on you. I'm going to hug on you just like I do everybody else. He said something Makes else, too, difference. that I thought I'd – he said something else that I thought was interesting, too. He said that um, uh, he talked about a situation where one of his family members uh, was um, uh, was gay, and now they're no longer gay. And he was saying, well, that goes to prove to prove the fact that you're not born gay. It's a lifestyle that you choose. So uh, what's your thoughts on that? Hey, man. I, you know what? <laughs> I have no opinion on that because, <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I have yet to see anybody that I had a cousin who was, I had a cousin who was gay. God rest his soul. And, and he got married to a woman. And then but he still didn't stop fooling around with men. So I, you know, you know, it was just for it was for looks. And you, I mean, you got to be true to yourself, man. You know. What does I that mean, mean? What do you mean you have to be true to yourself? What do you mean by that? You got to be true. If, if you if you if you like if you if if you like men and women, then you like men and women. If you like women and you're a woman, you like women. And if you if you're a man, you like men. And you're a man, you like men. But you know, if you go both ways, you go both ways, man. You know, that's that's you know that that's the way of life, man. So you like what you like, you love what you love. So the bottom line is, if that's that's who you love, that's who you love, man. You know, bottom line. And I mean, if you say you don't want to be with a man no more, and you've been with a man, I guess that's that's your preference. But you, well, John, well, well Donnie anyways. McClurkin was. Donnie McClurkin was a guy who, you know, he was gay, and he said that uh, God, you know, changed him, and now he's no longer gay. So, interesting. Okay. Well, I thought it was an interesting conversation. I said, well, if I had a few minutes, we we could talk about it. It's it's good. I'm gonna ask uh, <laughs> gonna ask Mike to listen to the show now. He may be upset because I use his name, which I don't know his last name, but I'll ask Mike to listen to the you know, the podcast afterwards and uh, get his opinion on it. Here's some news, something that made news. and Well, it's flying under the radar, but I thought it was a special moment during the the, 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 the uh, Obama presidency. Uh, remember Virginia McLaren, Ms. Delias? Remember her? The secret agent? Huh? Um, I'm, I know, I don't. Remember the remember when the old lady came into the White House and she had the blue yeah, dress on? She was yeah, dancing with yeah, President yeah, Obama. Yes, the hundred, well, the she hundred passed, away. Lady that just yeah, passed she, away. She passed yeah, away. Yeah. yeah, passed away recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a special mm-hmm. moment. You know, I don't think people really understand how. I mean, today's kids, and I'm glad. Let me first of all, let me start this statement off by saying this: I am glad that today's kids look at you know, President Obama, you know, the possibility of a black president as being the norm. There are some kids that that's the only president that they know. So we're starting off a new mm-hmm. generation of things. And so now having a white guy, two white guys as president, they're looking like, hey, what's up with that? You know, because they were born in the era where President Obama was president. But people, I don't think they understand the importance of of of, of his presidency. And I remember – uh, talking to a coworker, and she was talking about how her, you know, she had to get on her teenage son, hey, made him sit and watch all the election coverage because she said that he, she, she, she wanted him to understand the importance of it. And he didn't get it. He wanted to go to bed. He wanted to play Xbox or whatever. But I guess the bigger point is that I'm so grateful that this lady, think about how old she is and what she's seen. 
to to mm. be able to be yes. alive long enough. Because remember something that we were told back in auto class back in the day, Mr. Elias, and what did Mr. Guzman tell us? Yep, we'll never see a, a black president. Yep. And so think, sure think about these people who lived this long and had the opportunity to see that. And I'm so glad that the Obamas made it a point to have her come in and dance and spend that special moment with them. Just something. You know, you think, I mean, man, black people have died, man, for people to have the right to vote. And for these people who don't take advantage of that, I mean, you know, I remember saying a long time ago on the show, I said, man, I said, boy, I'm glad that the black use of the day were back in the 60s. We never, we still have separated uh, freaking lunch counters. But I have to change that because up until, mm-hmm. you know, once we start seeing what happened with George Floyd and all this other stuff, I mean, these, these kids really stepped up. And, um, you know, they, they really sure stepped did. up and, and did the damn thing. So, I, I listen, kudos to them all. And, and uh, it's just, you know, you just think about this stuff. And I'm so grateful that this lady had the opportunity to witness this, and it just meant so much to her in her life. And uh, mm. just a beautiful thing, man. Just a beautiful thing. Yes, All right, we're going to step out. It's time for part two of Mariana Music's Music's Corner. We'll play some music from that. And then we'll be right back to, uh, you know, finish up what we got going on. So far, so good. A little bit of a dust up earlier in the segment, but me and Mr. Elias are on the man. same page. Oh, well, there we go. Man. See? Well, 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 you know, that's because that's your your negative Nancy. Just ride it, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's going well. Just just ride it. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Twenty five minutes after the hour, you listen to the serious side. Online radio at its best. <laughs> Thank you. 
Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, co-workers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, We can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. I'm J. Rowell, hanging out with my boy Mr. L to the E today. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, my friend, and good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mariana Music. Good morning, uh, Rich Sister. Mm. Good morning, Momo B. And Marianne Music, that first phone was by Gene Ikeo, Ikeo, and it's called Summer Janae. 2020. Janae. Yeah. Okay, Janae Ikeo. And then the other one was Comfortable by Lucky Witherspoon. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jamone. So, yes, can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind, this morning? By all means, we have our brother Covina man in there with us. Covina, what's up, man? How you doing? Hope you had a happy holiday, my brother. Uh, you know, there are some listeners that we have, and uh, I, th- there are some listeners that we have that I definitely want to meet. I've been fortunate to meet a few. Uh, uh, you know, Real Delia met her, a uh, great lady. Loved the time I spent with her in Houston. I can't wait till she comes back this way uh, so we can break some bread again together. It was just a wonderful time. And I've met a couple of others. Um, 
throughout the years. Uh, but I can't, you know, Kavita Man is high on that list, Mr. Elias. I, I, I want to definitely yeah, hear like him to one day. Man too, man. Yeah, man, yeah. he's high on that list. He's been listening for a long, long time. I had an opportunity to meet Janae, one of our earlier listeners. It was a great conversation. Met Marianne Music. Uh, so I met some people. Uh, but but yeah, I, I I would love to to meet him, man. I, I just he he strikes me as being a fascinating character, man. So who knows? Maybe one day we'll get just to break bread together and, and, and meet the brothers when we're out there on the West Coast, Mister Elias. Uh, I want to say what's up to uh, Pastor. What's happening, Pastor? We are back in the house. Want to say what's up to Regina, uh, Tammy, uh, Patty, uh, CC is listening again from Saginaw, Michigan. Terrence. Uh, Tiffany, just so many people tuning in. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a, a portion, allowing us to spend a portion of uh, of uh, your day with you. I, I just really appreciate it because you can be doing something else. And if you're listening during the week, once again, we're spending a portion of your day with you, whether it's on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, we spend the time with you. You're taking time out to listen. We we definitely appreciate it. It is the Sunday morning roundtable where we just kind of rapid clap and talk. This show really should just be called Rapid Clap because we just talk about, you know, what's on our mind, uh, you know, in an unstructured way, so to speak, just to have a conversation. So we're glad that you guys are alone for the ride. Speaking of uh, conversations, Dr. Fauci, Ms. Delias, leaving the White House. Mm-hmm. 50-plus year yeah, career. I, it's about to end. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know something? I would have to agree uh-huh. with him, man. I would. I would have to agree with him. With any death threats that this man is getting, you know, for just telling us about a, 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 a pandemic and what was happening with this virus, and for him to get death threats over that, yeah, it's time. It's time. It's time, man. You know, when, you, when you're trying to do good work and people are trying to threaten your life and talking about killing you, yeah, it's time to get out. It's time to leave. Well, but that goes back to the ignorance of the people that we talked about, uh, that we've been talking about pretty much for the most of the morning. How many people will go into their doctor's office and their doctor says, hey, listen, this is what you need to do to keep yourself healthy. You know what? Don't tell me that again. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to shoot you. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. what is this? This is the mm-hmm. country in which we live, where a guy, yes. a doctor, who is trying to save Americans from this pandemic because you had this idiotic person in office that mm-hmm. all this person cares about is himself and his well-being. Mm-hmm. And I mean truly himself, because there are some people who are stupid and ignorant and they care about themselves and their family. I don't even think he gives a damn about his family. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, just for example, when when old boy lost in uh who was it? Uh, Dr. Oz lost in Pennsylvania. He blamed Melania. Yes. <laughs> and she just... And, and, and people, please stop with this with no Melania is in trouble. Melania is a cohort in crime with her, with him. Stop it. She, she's mm-hmm. in this thing for money and wealth. You stop all this nonsense. This old poor Melania. Stop it. The fact that you heard her on tape uncensored tells you all you need to know about her. So stop. Mm-hmm. She, she's, in, she's in cahoots with his ass. Ching ching, so stop it. Forget it. Don't 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 even go there with it. With, with him, and, you know. And and Ivanka Trump probably is the only one that is halfway decent, if there's such a thing. Uh, but her she, husband was again. Money too. Well, yeah, she but her husband at the end was on the brink of. 
Yeah, exactly. Her husband was on the brink of, you know what, and all of a sudden now his company is thriving because he's made all this money with the rich Saudis. It's amazing how they continue to break laws in plain sight and that they continue to get away with it. Uh, but something that happened last week while we were gone that we didn't get a chance to talk about, Mary Garland assigned an attorney general, mm-hmm. a special attorney general, uh, for the case against Donald Trump. And the reason he did it was because he said, hey, listen, the elections are coming up. We have to make sure that we have an unbiased person in charge of the investigations. So two things that mm-hmm. came from that conversation. Number one is that they are investigating him and that they you don't mm-hmm. appoint this person unless you really and truly are ready that you're going to bring charges up on him. So another thing that tells me that this tells me is that the fact of the matter is they're not going to play this. Well, he's running for president. We're going to be hands off with him. I think that it doesn't matter when they're ready to go. They're going to charge him, whether it's in the middle of the election season or not. Your thoughts, Mr. Elias? Well, I think I, I think they are going after him, and, and and we'll see what happens. I think he'll get away. I, honestly, I think he'll get away. But what I think is going to catch him up is his taxes. Because they came out this week with that too. He he had four cases where he lost. I mean, three cases where he lost the taxes. The special counsel that's going to investigate him, and and the uh, the one that the the, the the one judge that said about the uh, um, about the uh, secret uh, uh, secret secret files that he had. So I want to see what's in his taxes. I've always been interested to see what's in his taxes. But I, think I guess my question is, will he tell the truth? You said he's going to get away with. What are you? What is he going to get away with? What are you talking about, dude? He's he, he's going to, a lot of stuff. He's going to get away with because of the judges that he appointed. I I'm, I'm like Vanessa in this one. It depends on if, if what, what they send this case to. If they send that case to one of those judges that he appointed, like the ones in Florida, he'll get away with it. But wait a minute, though. But see, that really that that whole thing really holds hollow. Because out of all the judges that he's appointed, they've all gone against him with the exception of that one crazy lady who allowed, you know, them mm-hmm. to assign a special master to the to the to the uh, secret documents case. But, mm-hmm. but mo- you know, that's the thing that's been so fascinating about the judges that he appointed. All of them have gone against him. Right, they've gone against him, but there's going to be some just like her that will probably let him let him slide and get away with it, man. You know, I hate to say that, but that he, 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 he look, man, this dude didn't appoint these judges for nothing. You know, and he'll probably know the ones that, that he's probably got a list of the ones who voted against him. And, you know, he'll say, I don't want to go there. And he'll, he'll get some lawyers to fight oh, against that. he can't that. do anything about yeah. it. He can, he can do that all yeah. he wants. He can't do anything about it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, dude, uh, he can't do anything about it, period. We'll see. He can't, we'll see. Well, he, can't. he didn't announce he was running for nothing. Because if you think about the case that got, got going against him in Georgia and in, in, in New York, he should he should just kept quiet, man. He really should have kept but quiet. But see, he's a narcissist. And when you deal with those people, it doesn't really matter. You know, a friend of mine was telling me about those types of individuals. And it's like, you know, it doesn't, you know, reality is just doesn't even it doesn't even equate in when they make, you know, day-to-day decisions. 
It is what it is. And so no matter what we think, you know, the average person are like, nope, I'm not going to put my, you know, you got to be a ballsy individual to know that you have all this dirt in your closet and you can, mm-hmm. you put yourself out there like that. Yeah. Knowing, yeah. knowing. Go ahead, Vestelius. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You've got, you got to have balls and steel to do stuff like that. But he does. And, you know, and you could tell he looked nervous the last time that was when those secret files were, where the, the secret documents were, came up. And he was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, why don't they put out what they came and picked up? And then Matt Garland called his brother and said, hey, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and put that out there. Just sign off on this paperwork and we'll put what, what we found in there. And he was like, no, we can't do that. You know, so, look. This this man, hey, you know, he 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 bluffs enough until until it's until he has to be called to the carpet, and then when he gets called to the carpet, he'll go another direction. He'll divert another he'll divert in another another way, and people will follow him over there. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, well, what it is, it's it's really crazy to me because you know you look at some of the things that these people say and do, and you look at the fact that. Once again, you have people who are following this guy uh, that will fall into the grave. I, I just, I never understood yeah. um, people that you would put so much trust in a man that you would follow this person to the ends of the earth. You know, I keep bringing up, you know, Jonestown, you know, what happened there. You know, someone convinced you to bring your family and kill your family and drink the Kool-Aid. And I mean, your mind, I, I remember watching Django, and I don't know how true, much truth there is in this, but I remember when he busted that skull open, right? And he said this part of the brain, now, I don't know if that's true or not, but he talked about the Serbian part of the brain and, and you know, he was talking about old Joe. Old Joe was my daddy. He had to raise up to my daddy's neck and, you know, why didn't he just slice my daddy's neck open? And he said, old Joe, because this part of the brain, and he kind of broke it down. And, you know, but I think about that in real life. It's like, how can you Things that look so obvious to some people don't look obvious to others. Like, what what would drive you to, you know, drive down the expressway, pull a gun out, and shoot it at somebody because they cut you off? What 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 drives yeah. people to to get to such a point in their mental status where, you know, who goes to bed at night saying the next morning I'm gonna get up and kill somebody? Yeah, be a special type of person do some stupid stuff like that. Who, who, who gets you know? up and puts their clothes on that day, brush their teeth, wash their face, and go out and commit a homicide? I, I just, mm. you know, the, the, the human mind is something that, uh, man, I mean, I just sit around and think about this stuff sometimes. You know, you and once again, in Donald Trump's person case, do something like that. Yeah. What what makes you get up and say, hey, you know, I mean, we had some shootings while we were gone, and we didn't, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of those. I mean, my goodness, right. man, people going in and, and killing people at gay bars and, and you know, the, the brother, I don't know if it's a brother or not, but the guy that killed people at Walmart right before the holidays. And I think, you know, I talked right. about the top of the show how, you know, when we were talking about Thanksgiving dinner, uh, you know, I blessed the food, and I talked about how many people came up to me afterwards 
and were like, man, that was great. And, and even the next day, uh, my friend's father came up to me and said, hey, I really want to thank you for that prayer that you that you did on Thanksgiving. And one of the things I said during that prayer was that, you know, on this day of thanks, we'd be remiss if we didn't recognize that there are some families who are hurting today. There are families who will never, ever get the opportunity to break bread with a loved one again. There are families who will have an empty chair at the dinner table on Thanksgiving Day. And I talked about how, you know, the grace, mercy, and grace of God, I hope that it comforts these people during their most trying times. And I talked about this stuff. And, you know, but then you think about that and you put it in perspective, you know, there are people, once again, it's always bad when tragedies happen, but there are worse mysterious during the holiday season, right? Yes. Because when the holidays come mm-hmm. around, it reminds you of this horrible, the holidays were supposed to be a festive season, and it reminds you of this tragic event. You know, I talked about my friend, you know, we talked about this a lot years ago when Mikey passed away from an amoeba. And for years, that family couldn't celebrate Thanksgiving or, or, or Christmas because they felt that, you know, that it was just hard for them because their little boy is no longer with them. Well, for the first time this year, they're celebrating Christmas. Now, Mikey passed away in, what, 2015? And so mm-hmm. now, here we are, you know, seven years later. And now they are at the point where they finally feel that, um, you know, they can move on. So how you grieve is how you grieve. And, and I, I just, you know, yes. man, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, it, for me, um, when you think about some of the things that people do to one another and people do to other folks and, you know, well, what are you thinking? And then you sit in court and cry. Oh, I didn't mean to do it. God dang it. How many times we've heard that? Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to shoot him. I didn't mean to do this. And I don't know, man. Oh, man. It's just, it's just I don't know. Anyway, man, any any final thoughts, man, about uh, what we talked about today? Yeah, man. I, I, like, I, like you said, to be remiss if we didn't talk about the shootings that happened yeah. in Walmart and, and around the country, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, come on, man. It, it, this, this, these things are getting, it's becoming to where we're becoming numb to it. And we shouldn't be coming numb to it. What we should be doing is passing comprehensive gun reform charges. Because I, I, I point out to people all the time that gun show loophole is one thing. Mm-hmm. And people always tell me, well, there's violence in Chicago. Well, guess where these people are going to get these guns from? from these gun shows. So when you when you stop that, you know, because truth be told, I wouldn't pick up another pistol. And I had to, when I did buy, buy it uh, last week, I had, to, I had to do a background check, you know. So let's just be honest. Um, you know, if you're at a gun show and I walk in and I walk in with a gun, all I got to do is just, you know, say, hey, I'm selling a gun and I sell it to you and I'm done with it. I ain't got to, I ain't no paperwork, no nothing, no background checks, no nothing. I can just sell it right to you and get it over with. So this is what we need. We need comprehensive gun reform. And for those who don't want to do that, I pity you. I hope it never happens to your family. Hmm. And, you know, in the guy that gave bar, you know, there were warning signs. And this is the thing you talk about in the judicial system. Excuse me. There were warning signs. This guy had threatened to blow up his mother or something like that. I mean, it's like a lot. Mm-hmm. So many people end up 
you know, committing harsher crimes when they get off on, you know, on on minor crimes. And people were like, well, you have to have laws in place. So as soon as someone talks about, you know, a mass shooting, but can you really arrest someone if they say, hey, I'm thinking about killing a lot of people? I, you can't do that, right? No. I mean, you, so I don't get it. So it's like, you know, it's the Monday morning quarterback. You just don't know. You you, you think these things, but <clears throat> you don't know. You just don't know, man. You don't know. And uh, kudos for bringing up the whole thing about uh, these these loopholes because, you know, we definitely need to find a way to close those. Not saying that mm-hmm. it's going to stop all gun violence, but one life saved, Ms. Delias, is worth it, right? One life. If it can just yes. save one life, yes. that's, uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's good enough for us. You know, good enough mm-hmm. for us. All right. Uh, it's uh, time for our final break, and we'll be right back to close it off. You're listening to the serious side. Ukrainian officials say several areas in the eastern and southern parts of the country were hit by Russian shelling overnight. The attacks came as utility crews are working to restore power, water, and heat following widespread Russian strikes in recent weeks. Ukraine is accusing Russia of reviving tactics that led to a Soviet-era famine that killed millions of Ukrainians in the 1930s. A United Nations torture prevention group has announced Central American countries will be among those they'll visit in the next year, but Nicaragua says it will not open its doors to the delegation. Maria Martin has more. The U.N. Subcommittee on the Prevention of Torture says their investigative mission next year was to include Guatemala and Nicaragua. Human rights groups in Guatemala have accused the government of imprisoning anti-corruption officials and journalists in inhumane conditions, while in Nicaragua supporters of imprisoned political opponents of the Ortega government accuse it of keeping its enemies behind bars without decent food, bedding, and medical attention. The U.N. Torture Prevention Group says this is the first time they've, quote, encountered a black cooperation refusal, even though treaties obligate Nicaragua to comply with anti-torture measures. For NPR News, I'm Maria Martin. At the World Cup in Qatar, Costa Rica has beaten Japan, claiming an unexpected 1-0 victory today. The Costa Ricans now have a chance to reach the last 16 after being all but ridden off following a 7-0 loss to Spain. Japan had hopes of reaching the knockout round early after its victory over Germany in the opener, but the loss to Costa Rica dash those hopes. Spain plays Germany later today. This is MP. Sometimes politics can feel like just a lot of noise. But the decisions made by leaders in this country affect you. Stay on top of how changing policies, breaking news, and new rulings affect your life. Every weekday on the NPR Politics Podcast. Listen now. Four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for State Your Case, Pastor Steve. State Your Case, where we read comments from our world famous chat room and from social media outlets. Mr. Elias, man, you have anything on this uh, yes. end of the Thanksgiving uh, holiday weekend? What do you have, sir? Yes, I got Covina man said these white supremacists pushing guys like Herschel Walker is just a racist, just it's just as racist as saying the N word. Well, that's true. So that's what they're calling them. Yeah. 
Anytime you see him, mm-hmm. they see him stand up there, and there, these white politicians are boosting him. Oh, Herschel this, Herschel that. This, you know, what did Lindsey Graham say? Oh my God, you know, this is a lyric, the, the, the Democrats' worst nightmare. That maybe you know, young black kids can become Republicans. This is their worst. He's just sitting there like, yeah, bro, thank you. It's just, it's, it's, it's disheartening to watch. You know, and Vanessa mm-hmm. said something. I remember jumping on her about, about uh, jumping on her about saying this. She said, "Well, you know, I feel sorry. Don't feel sorry for him. That guy mm-hmm. has money. Mm-hmm. He's an ignorant human being. He knows what he's doing. So don't feel sorry for him. Don't feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for our people because what happens is, is that one black person, one black person does something. It's like it represents the whole race. That's not the way it is, but that's just the way it's, it, the way it's, uh, you know, that's how it's presumed. And when you see this ignorant guy gets on TV, you'll see something to say. See, I told you they were all dumb. No, he is dumb, mm-hmm. and he's dumb by himself. Mm-hmm. You have anything else for Stelias? That's it. All right, and I have, I have uh, let me see how many can I, I'm going to read a few here. Uh, Pastor Steve, peace and blessings, family. What a Thanksgiving treat this is. I love my brother Jerome and my sister, Miss Vanessa, but like Jay said earlier, this is must-listen radio. My two favorite on-air personalities, uncensored for two hours. God bless both of you distinguished gentlemen. Love you both. But Pastor Steve, man, ditto. Right back, back at, at you, you, my brother. Uh, Patty This is Atlantic City Here we go Patty from Atlantic City She says uh, Not sure How I felt How I felt About your conversation About homosexuals I guess everyone Has an opinion God bless I'm not sure I'm not sure about your Yeah I don't know What that means But okay Uh, Let me see Okay Terrence from Tampa Bay, Florida People need to wake up and realize that Republicans are not going to solve their problems. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with that, Terrence. Uh, let's see, can we get one more in here? Any, any, money, money, speak this one. All right. So Cheryl from Little Rock, Arkansas, she says, gun collectors, I have one question. Why? Great show. Oh, okay, well... Uh, well, Mr. Elias is a gun collector. Uh, Mr. Elias, would you like to tell her why? No. M O N E Y, darling. They 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 always go up in value. They never go down in value. <laughs> and there it is, straight from the gun collector himself. And on that note, online radio at its best. Well, it's uh, been a pretty fun show this morning, uh, the post-Thanksgiving uh, show. Uh, so uh, it's fun today, hanging out with my boy as always, a brother that I love more than life itself. I can't believe I said that out loud, but I do. So, uh, Mr. Elias, man, uh, final thoughts, dude. My final thoughts are this, Georgia. Get out, show out, and, and, and put these people out of, the, out of their misery. And, and let's put Rocky out Warnock that, that way Joe Manchin can't hold us hostage anymore. So, because I know as Kristen Sinema said that she would, she would pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. So, if she holds true to her word, then we got enough. So, get in there and get Warnock, Warnock uh, elected. That's my, that's, that's it. Just get out and vote, folks. Because if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. 
Yeah, and it's amazing how effective President Obama still is. They said that after he stumped in Georgia that the the turnout for black folks shot up, and he'll be back in Georgia on <laughs> Thursday. So uh, get out there and vote. Interesting, this man has this much power and clout, uh, being so many years removed from the White House. Uh, it's amazing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, every time he speaks, I find a way to get to a television to watch him. I mean, he's just a phenomenal political figure, and uh, I think he is. Uh, he it's it's you know he's going to be one of those figures that's going to have a lasting impression. Not only because he was the first African American president, but because he's a smart guy and he knows what he's talking about. Him and his family, uh, just a beautiful thing. And my goodness, man, uh, so lucky to be alive. Uh, during uh, the presidency of Barack Obama, during the basketball career of Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, during the boxing career of Mike Tyson, uh, Muhammad Ali, and some of the other great fighters. I mean, these are people that are going to go down in history, brother, uh, that uh, that we were witness to. And even though uh, we didn't share the earth together long, I was here doing Dr. Martin Luther King's uh, lifetime, too. So I, I'm, I'm very fortunate for that. My final thoughts are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like I said uh, on Thursday, you know, you just have to cherish every moment, right? Make sure that, you know, ask yourself the question, what are you thankful for? There are times in your life where you look at things and say, hey, things are not going the way that I want them to go, you know, but then always take a step back and think about that there are people that may be doing worse, there are people out there who are living under bridges. There are people who are in who are in a country that's in, at war right now, where they don't know if they're going to live from one day to the next. So, during this Thanksgiving season, just be thankful for what you have. You may not have a lot, but be thankful for what you do have. Be thankful that in most cases you have all your senses. Be thankful that in most in a lot of cases you have a good job. Be, be thankful that you have family and friends. And for those of us who still have parents alive, be thankful for them. You know, just be thankful for who you are and what you are. It's okay. Sometimes you're going to fall short of the glory, but that's all right. Just keep reaching for the stars. It's going to be okay. It really and truly is. And I'm thankful for the audience. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for my family and friends. I, you know, could things be better for me? Absolutely. But, man, I am so blessed because I know that if I fall off a big old building, I don't have to worry about hitting the ground because I know there's a safety blanket there for me. And if you don't have that in your life, I pray for you because, you know, Mr. Elias, man, it's just a wonderful. it's just wonderful to know. That you love and you know yes, that it no is. matter what happens, uh, somebody got your back. So that's always a special that's thing. Sure. I never, never, ever, ever take that for granted. So God bless everyone. Have a wonderful work week coming up. And Mr. LES, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Brown Show. All right, folks, we're going to give you two minutes back of your lives. We appreciate you, and go out there and make the most of it. So for Vanessa, for Johnny D, for my main man, Jerome, my boy, Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Ross saying have a wonderful work week. Remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Ross Show. God bless. Take care. We'll see you next week. <laughs> 